three, two, one, here we go. Yeah, when I don't have an intro song, that means that I'm behind with content. I'm behind with my editor. They're working on other stuff right now. I don't have time for this meager podcast. This is no meager podcast. This is definitely one of the top performing Amazon podcast for Amazon sellers. Um, we got there because of you guys. You guys listened to it. We got there because uh, we get really nerdy here. Um, this is a really great episode. I, I, I know you're going to like it because it's actually a lot of ideas jammed into one. Um, a lot of ideas. The, 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 you know, we do some of these interviews, uh, podcasts, where I get a chance to meet with some experts and sometimes we just talk about one or two things, but we really dive in deep. This is going to be a little bit more broad, a lot of ideas of where Amazon is moving, some of the news items and how they can affect you. So, you know, I am not uh, going to have a chance to edit anything. So we're going on the fly here. We better get it right the first time. Um, okay. So this is this stuff is all in the newsletter. I'll tell you more about the newsletter l- later. But um, I write a, a weekly or semi-weekly. You know, sometimes like sorry, bi-weekly, where every other week, just depends how busy I am if I'm traveling. Um, newsletter. I like it because it gets my chance to react to the news that I think is interesting. There's a lot of news out there, and I don't think uh, not all of it moves the needle. Or some of the commentary, I just think it's uh, people trying to sound smart and not try and uh, sift through what actually, you know, things that you should be knowing as a, as a professional. Okay, I think the biggest uh, news item of the year happened. Uh, at least the biggest change of how Amazon is uh, responding to uh, sellers, particularly those that are trying to grow a brand on Amazon. Um Everyone, for years and years and years, I've always just heard that like they're not your customer, they're not your customer, they're Amazon's customers. And you haven't been able to reach your customers in any meaningful way. Um, yeah, we have the, like the seller mess- uh, messaging, but it's not great and it's not a like, great marketing opportunity. So last week, Amazon announced that uh, they are going to launch uh, a new tool that helps um, s- uh, sellers to reach uh, their customers. There's four, they're calling it uh, tailored audiences. And uh, if you have brand registry, uh, whether for it's a brand that you're representing or it's a brand that you own, uh, you can reach out to your customers. I really like how they did this, uh, at least in keeping in line with uh, what would make the platform really good. You every once a week, you get to choose up to four different buckets of customers that you can send a message to. Um, there's still a lot of questions. Like we don't know um, if uh, you know if there's a lot of creative control here. If you have to get things approved, what sort of like marketing things you can do? Like can you send out discounts uh, and new promotions? Um, can, do you have control on the on the copy on the subject line to increase you know to have a good uh, conversion rate and click through rate, you know, or are they going to bundle this with all the other messages that a brand is going to do? I don't know. Uh, you don't want it to feel spammy, or people are just going to opt out all the time. So 
Uh, it, it's to be determined how good this is, but um, here's the buckets of uh, customers. And remember, you can only select one a week to, sh to send a, a message to. Your repeat customers. This is customers that have, re that have ordered more than once in the last 12 months. Your highest spending customers. They're going to give you the uh, top 25% of your highest spending customers. Um, or your most recent customers. Again, you know, the, the most uh, recent 20% of customers who have purchased from your brand. Or the brand followers. That's probably the least valuable of all of these. But, um, I mean, I could see a lot of... Uh, um, uh, right now, my gut reaction is I definitely will use recent customers. Um you know, you get people while it's fresh on their mind. I can think of repeat customers. I mean, if you're if you're in grocery, this is like this is you know the holy grail right here. They kind of finally let you say you were to to message every single one that's in your subscribe and save, and you could send them one thing. You've never been able to do that before until now. So uh, that one lift alone, it, for some people, I think is going to make a huge difference. And especially when you're launching a second product or like a, maybe a more economic tier where like, you know, it's like it's bigger and like, uh, there's more value and it's a lower price per ounce, something like that. I love it. This is, this is big. This is a big deal. Um, hopefully they get it right, you know? Um, and it's what I've seen so far. It looks like they're doing it right. They're, uh, tackling their biggest weakness, uh, as a uh, go-to uh, direct-to-consumer launch platform. All right. So uh, there's some other, there's plenty of things that happen every single week. And like Amazon is just a huge company. We're talking about like a $2 trillion company. What? Um, so California files an antitrust lawsuit against Amazon. Do Amazon's policies hurt end consumers? California says yes. And they are pointing at the increasing fees that uh, Amazon keeps pushing. You know, they've done actually like uh, three in one year, uh, 2022, to catch up with inflation. They've done three fee increases this year. And then they have some pricing parity that they, you know, they will remove the buy box if they find your product on another platform uh, for less. So... That seems to be what uh, California is pushing in this lawsuit. I think there is a little bit of leverage here. I think they can make a very compelling case. And if California, like this is this is a big deal. This could be very big because at the very least, uh, even if uh, California doesn't win out, uh, Amazon's going to be paying attention, and uh, their policies will reflect that. Um, uh, speaking of, uh, yeah, there's so many new item, news items. Just like as I was speaking, this there's like there's more, but I'm not going to go into other things. There's a lot of acquisitions. You know, they're still happening. Um, people are predicting a slight decline in the market um, because of rising interest rates. I don't know how that's going to impact the consumer market. Consumer market is kind of like what we depend on, and actually a, a specific part of that, the e-commerce consumer market. Um, you know, if there's a recession, will uh, people buy less or more uh, online? I think if you are in like the daily consumables, 
I don't think it's going to impact you too much. Um, if you are a high-end electronics, yeah, actually, that's going to hit you a little bit more. Um, and uh, so, but the reason I mentioned like the, the market is because you know acquisitions sometimes they, the 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 prices on them do reflect like the new you know market rates. Uh, the um, stock market hasn't done as well. So, you know, acquisitions, their value's gone down, but not entirely. Not if you've got something really good. I'm just going to rattle off a few things. Um, Amazon bought a robotics company. Uh, this is probably close to their Kiva acquisition, which uh, they're, you know, they're trying to put robots in FCs. I think that's a good move. I think it's a, a it builds their competitive moat in distribution. No one can touch FBA. No one can touch the optimization of those warehouses. They're years ahead. Change my mind. You know, if you have a different perspective, email me at scott at smartscout.com. I think Amazon's uh, uh, FBA fulfillment centers are just years and years and years ahead of anyone else. Um, someone be, better be willing to lose $30 billion in order to catch up. And it doesn't look like they're doing that quite. Yeah, they're building out 3PL types stuff and like, you know, some applications here or there. But, you know, um, that's not enough to send out, you know, what was it? You know, just millions of products every Prime Day. Just to like do Prime Day, like no, no one else can touch them. End of story. So they got another robotics company. Amazon's also acquired or, or acquiring Roomba. This one has a little bit more backlash, you know, against antitrust because Roomba has a lot of data in people's homes. And people just, you know, at this point, it's political. People want to uh, uh, get a win against a big tech company. So everything Amazon does is, you know, under scrutiny. Um, other acquisitions, Profitero, a software service, exits for $200 million. Uh, Channel Advisor, a uh, omni-channel service provider, you know, they sell for $700 million. Shoot, I'd love to get someone to tell me more about how Channel Advisor actually works. Seven, eight years ago, you know, they were marketing to Amazon sellers. I think they do more just general uh, uh, D2C brands um, because, you know, to, to get a $600 you know, a six, $700 million uh, acquisition. They were definitely doing something right. It was bought by their competitor. So, you know, there is now uh, a huge uh, uh, person in the space that's doing omni-channel um, commerce hub. That's, that's, that's who bought it. I never heard of them. You know, this is a huge world to think that there's these companies that, you know, that are marketing similar to, to like where I live and I just never hear about them. I always love hearing how big the ecosystem is. So stuff like this, awesome. Um, Hero Cosmetics, an Amazon seller, gets a huge uh, exit, $630 million. Man, I'd love to do a feature on them. Uh, they got a 14X multiple on EBITDA. Uh, they were doing a, was like a $45 million, uh, a year. Um, was this overpaid for? At 14 times multiple, that's huge. And But the, I would say that depends on how much of that revenue is on Amazon and how closely they are tied with their customers. This kind of ties back to the opening of the podcast episode that uh, do, they have, do they know their consumers and they can, can they upmarket and upsell them with more products? Uh, because if, if that's just an Amazon profit, 
I would say they're a little bit more disruptible, and I don't think they should deserve a 14x multiple. But I don't know their uh, off uh, off Amazon sales, which would be a key part if they have multiple channels humming. Um, Peloton, one of the best brands, at least two years ago, is like one of the most premium brands that uh, kind of have their own, uh, you know, vertical integration from uh, bike to subscription. Um, they begin selling on Amazon. This is kind of uh, a surprise to see someone like this, you know, huge price point selling on Amazon. I think it's a, gr- I think it's a good move. Um, because Peloton's value is subscription revenue. And if, when you put it from that lens, yeah, like you do this all day, every day. Um, you can, uh, re- your reach is more. You're, you're going to compete against the other treadmill companies because if you're not on Amazon, then, you know, you're making fewer impressions. Maybe this hurts your margins and maybe it's a less profitable channel, but it grows your piece of the pie. And if you're, you know, if your real pie is actually the subscription revenue, I think it was a good move. And, but it, it is a sign of, I, I think, a change in Peloton. Uh, my wife loves Peloton, so that's why I kind of pay attention to them. They've, they, they've, they've struggled, but um, we're seeing a few. We actually have a client uh, with Buy Boxer Services uh, where they are going to also, you know, have a, um, it's a, a wireless phone and watch, and they want subscription revenue as well because, you know, it uses cell services. So, you know, again, this ties back to that. That's why I think the first part is such a big news item is because if Amazon can uh, be more than just a channel and a marketplace, but also a uh, customer acquisition uh, that, you know, where the, you can start to model out lifetime value. I'm actually building out lifetime value in Smart Scout. I just think it's interesting and I want to see it. Uh, you'd be surprised. Some of your products that are uh, have uh, repeat purchases and some of them that don't. So that's why I went into those things. So these are all things that I talk about on the newsletter. If you just want in on the newsletter, just email me at scott at smartscout.com. I know there's a few hooks on our uh, website that can get you in the newsletter. I mean, if you check out our map, uh, it's going to ask you for your email eventually. But I really just want the newsletter to be interesting. I don't care for like numbers. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I, I actually learn about things. So if you liked this episode, um, let me know. You know, I lo- always love getting feedback. You know, I want to pack a lot of value in a short amount of time. Um, and I like to tell people what I'm doing because I really get good feedback. A lot of smart people are listening, and it's been a very valuable, uh, you know, conversation. Um, more what I'm working on is, uh, and if you want to see this part, uh, we're working on some, like, uh, short-form video, like TikTok and Reels. And I'm going to tell you why it's interesting. I think most Amazon content is kind of dry. It's kind of boring. If there's, you know, 100 service providers out there, all of them are trying to get your attention. Are they telling good stories? Are they telling you things that kind of like 
help you see the channel a little bit differently? Well, um, we are going to be creating little videos featuring, you know, unique entrepreneur stories, specifically, who's the biggest seller in every state? That's kind of like what, that's, Smart Scout has that data, we know. Uh, and like, there's some surprising answers. Like, did you know that Best Buy is actually a huge Amazon seller? I could probably do a full episode on why uh, that is. And, um, but the big sellers, they, they, they do have interesting stories. And actually, it's inspiring to see that most of them started just a, you know, within the last eight years. A ton of them are new. And we're just going to create 30 second, 45 second, you know, and we're going to create a ton of these stories. And here's why I like it. Is this actually enters general entrepreneurship content, not just like Amazon stuff. You know, we, we kind of get our own, in our own loop, our own circle. And um, I want a chance to like highlight to the world, like we're actually, we're going to be broadcasting this, not just to like Amazon sellers, but to the world, good entrepreneur stories. Uh, about what Amazon sellers are doing. And um, yeah, so uh, you can follow my Instagram at smartest seller if you want to see that. Uh, If you don't ever want to touch Instagram, just email me. I'll send you a few. We've already made a few (laughs) that are really interesting. If you want to see the the largest seller in Alaska, it's kind of cool. Okay, well, um, that's all I've got for today. and, you know, I like these episodes, a chance to cover a lot of stuff. I kind of have ADD with content. I like to like get through, get value fast. So if it's just me, I'm going to try and give you uh, perspectives and insights fast. So with that said, um, I will let you move on to the next thing of your day. And I really do hope that you are uh, successful in your business. And I hope that you, you got a lot out from this. And I will talk to you next week. All right. Take care.